We're going to look at Parramatta for season 2023 after in 2022 the Eels finished fourth with 16 wins and eight defeats. Then in the finals, they lost to Penrith 27-8. to They beat Canberra 40-4. to Then they had that famous preliminary final victory up in Townsville against the Cowboys 24-20. to In the grand final, blown away early and lost 28-12 to in the end. And they enter season at 2023 in the betting. Well, for a team that made the grand final last year, the expectation is them to, I guess, to regress because they're on the eighth line of betting at $15 to win the premiership. Seventh line of betting, I should say, $15. Uh, 375 to make the top four again. $1.75 to make the top eight. $2 to miss the top eight. Uh, the Eels, as far as their gains and losses are concerned, they've got Josh Hodgson, of course, to fill the void left by Reed Marnie, who's gone to the Dogs. So Josh Hodgson in from the Raiders, Jermaine Hopgood from Penrith, Juro Momosia from Newcastle, Jack Murchie from the Warriors, and Matt Dury from the Bulldogs as well. Nia Corey's gone to the Warriors, Isaiah Papali'i to the Tigers, Ray Stone to the Dolphins, Oregon Kafusi to the Sharks, Hayes Perham along with Marnie to the Dogs, Tom Apachik has gone over to the Super League. Uh, Loz, is the market right? Are the Eels regressing from their season 2022 performance where they finished fourth and made the grand final? Well, in my eyes, they will because I don't think they'll play in the grand final this season. Uh, I really enjoyed the way Parramatta played last year. Um, I thought, you know, they created offloads. Uh, They were more playing uh, ad-lib style footy rather than structured footy. And I think that really suits this Parramatta side, and in particular their halves. The big question mark will be Josh Hodson and how he comes through this year and what he does for the games of Brown and also Mitch Moses. I think that Josh Hodson, he's a key. Yes, no, Reed Marnie. Uh, Marnie got through a lot of work in the middle. Hodson's a different style of player. He's got to learn not to overplay his hand. He's got all the tricks. He's got a good kicking game, both long and short. Uh, he's very good uh, with his talk. Um, and he's someone that can take pressure off Moses and Brown. Uh, and by allowing him the opportunity to be a leader in this team, I think it'll free up those two. So I think it works in their favour if he's fit and, as I said, doesn't overplay his hand. They've got strong uh, front rowers, Regan Campbell-Gillard and Junior Paulo. Well, if you've got those two in your side, you're always going to go forward. Uh, bit of a concern in the back row because... Isaiah Papali last year was probably one of the standout back rowers in the competition, and he really added some drive on that right edge. Um, they've got Ryan Madison to come in uh, and replace him. He started off the, the bench in those big games towards the end of last season. Sean Lane was one of the most improved players of the comp, so they had strike on either side. Uh, Madison's a different style of player to Papali. He's more of a work rate and ball player, whereas Papali was a line breaker. Uh, so that may take away a little bit on that side of the field. Um, they are missing a lot of their back rowers to start the season. Um, so that'll put them behind the eight ball. You know, they could run out with a back row uh, in that first game against Melbourne. You know, could be Matt Dory, Jack Murchie and Jermaine Hopgood. Um, that's the back row f- for the Eels to start the season with. Um, Still a question mark about their depth in the outside backs. I thought Penasini was terrific towards the end of last season. You know what you're going to get off Gutho. Um, you know, Walla Blake, I think he could be missing the start of the year as well. 
I don't think he played in any trials. Um, so there's still a question mark with some of their outside backs. I think they are a top eight team, but I don't think they'll be making top four. Uh, I don't definitely don't think they'll make the grand final this year, unless you know the Dorries and the Murchies, uh, these type of guys, uh, go to a, another level, and they've got some young blokes there that we haven't seen or heard of too much over, uh, you know, that have been in the system the last couple of years that just kick. Um, but for me, I think this Parramatta side, this season will be one where they go backwards rather than going on and winning a comp. It's hard to see them making a grand final again. I agree, Loz. And Wonga Blake's recovering from a broken arm and Nathan Brown from a hamstring yeah, injury. So both those guys could doubt. be missing as well. So, you know, again, you know, with Parramatta, I thought they played terrific football last year. I thought they really had discovered the style of football that I think best suits them and what they had at their disposal. Taking away Isaiah Papali on that edge, he's a line-breaking back rower. They put in Ryan Madison, different style. Will that affect their performance? Probably. Well, I think it will in terms of line breaks, but creating second phase, Madison can do that. Um, but he's just got to get the right balance in his game, Madison, between you know being that ball player and being a, a runner where he just carries the ball. Um, but they're, they're a strong squad. They're a strong team. Uh, Moses re-signing, Dylan Brown re-signing. So they believe in the systems they've got in place. They believe in their squad. And if you've got that self-belief and making a grand final last year, you know you've got the capability um, to be playing finals footy. Tough start to the season as well, but they've got three of their first four at home. But uh, gee, they start with the Storm, obviously, next Thursday. Then they've got the Sharks at Combank. Then they're away against Manly. Then they come home and p- play Penrith. That is a tough start. And, of course, Ryan Madison opted for the suspension for those games instead of paying the fine. Yeah, but he did that two days after a grand final. Still out. He's, yeah, he is still out. Uh, he since wanted to change it, but he wasn't allowed to do it. So I'm going to give him, um, you know, I'm not going to crucify him on that. Um, but, I, I, you know, for, for me, they've got to, you know, Bryce Cartwright's, uh, Makatoa, um, Nathan Brown, if he's there. You know, they, they've got to get the best out in these players. I read somewhere where Manly and Parramatta were looking to do a swap. So Nathan Brown was going to go to Manly, and I can't recall who the Manly player uh, was that they were looking for. Morgan to Harper. Morgan Harper. Right. So that, that will add to their depth, Morgan Harper. But do you give up a Brown to get a Morgan Harper? No, that, 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 that tells me they're, they're, they think they're a little bit short out wide. Mm. Which is looks that way. Mm. Yeah, when you look at their, mm. their team. But, uh, you know, you look at Parramatta and they should be like Penrith. They should have a production line happening. They should have young kid after young kid ready to fill uh, fill in spots throughout the year. They mightn't be ready for a full year of first grade, but they should be capable of playing three or four, four first grade games. But the positive for Parramatta fans, if you're just tuning in today, Michael Chemis in the Sydney Morning Herald reports that Mitchell Moses is set to stay with the Eels after all for around $1.25 million a season, likely to finish his career at the club and not go back to his initial club, the West Tigers. And this is despite the Tigers offering around $1.3 million for four years, the number, numbers bandied around in the report in the Herald today. So it looks like uh, Moses, one of the more, uh, I guess, anticipated signing news of the off-season, looks like Moses will be staying with the Eels.